Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Can a Player Play? And I guess that's the universal question. What's going on? Wherever you are, wherever you be, we hope you're okay and doing well. And uh, welcome to the show. This is your host, Lamont Patterson, along with my esteemed colleague, Dr. Matthew Anderson. Rolling with me. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, buddy. It's good to hear your voice. It's good to be here for you to hear my voice. <laughs> <laughs> you had to hesitate and pause on that one. <laughs> no, I just that's just funny. I, I don't know. Nobody ever told you that maybe sometimes you need some medication, right? They probably said that. I don't know. Maybe they didn't tell you that yet. Oh, maybe yeah, they probably, you have medication. They probably, you don't they probably did it. tell me that. The only problem is they want me to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, well, you're getting ready to lose all your insurance here, so we'll see what happens after that happens. Right? Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, we got a really uh, interesting uh person that we're going to interview today. Um, Can Uh, I go ahead and introduce him? Yeah, I see. Yeah, of course. You know, he's into, you don't like to do uh, what you don't like to do. (laughs) Bart, are you with us? I'm here. Hi, Hi. Bart. This this is Bart Smythe. And, Bart, what I'm going to do is uh, introduce you, read a little bit of information about you, and then uh, Lamont and I are going to ask you about two million questions. He has a million, I have a million. So I want to just tell our (laughs) listeners who you are and uh, what you've been doing for a great deal of your life, and uh, then we'll get started. So today we have Bart Smythe who is a uh, master practitioner of 30 years in various Eastern and indigenous philosophies, cultures, and spirit ways, as well as the popular Yuin method, and I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing that one correctly. He was solely responsible for bringing this entire body of work to Europe for Dr. Yuin, where Bart trained over 400 therapists. He is also a grand master of Tai Chi, holds certificates in Thai and Hansa Shiatsu, massage and neuromuscular sports therapy. After a serious injury from a car accident, Bart's life shifted from owning a successful architectural design contracting company in San Francisco to working internationally as a transformational teacher in healing. As many healers have serious crisis situations in their lives, that is what happened for Bart. A car accident was the turning point for his life. And in 1987, he began healing his physical and emotional life training with shamans in Central and North American traditions, as well as in the Amazon. After many extremely intense years, he was guided to study in Peru where he met Don Benjamin of the Shipipo tribe. With many years of work, Bart was initiated by Don Benjamin in 1998. This initiation was after more than a decade of diligent and continuous integrative works. In the U.S. with a teacher who worked with two other maestros for 25 years and Don Benjamin. Bart integrated this work and began sharing this knowledge beginning in 2001. Shamanic technologies he shares are well in place developed in this tradition, which builds safety as well as competency. In addition to those studies, Bart studied Tai Chi, Qigong, Yichuan, and a mixture of other martial arts since the age of 13. He holds adventure trainings and workshop teachings Mm -hmm and combining the UN Method Life Purpose, which is also known as Precision of Vision Series, movement therapies, equine trainings, and other learning methods, as well as art, music, comedy, and great food, which he considers an essential component. (laughs) Although Bark works uh, usually remotely, at this time he travels extensively through Europe, Scandinavia, Dubai, and the United States. He is joining us today, I think, from Sweden, if that's if I'm correct. So where where I think you live now um, with your family. 
So, Bart, thank you for being with us. We're looking forward to talking with you about all these kinds of subjects that you're bringing to us, which is really kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. So thank you for joining us, and um, welcome. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you. It's my pleasure. And I'm actually uh, I'm in Nevada right now. I'm You're I'm where? On tour, and I'm uh, I'm outside Las Vegas about an hour. Oh wow! I have a property. Yeah, I have a property out here. I lived in Las Vegas. I grew up in uh, Southern California and worked around the Southwest doing construction and building and things. But uh, hmm. I wound up uh, in '92 in Las Vegas, where I, after my accident in San Francisco, I landed here with some athletes and. Uh, started my Tai Chi schools and therapy business back then. So I fell in love oh, wow. with the desert and I am, and I'm going home to Sweden for <laughs> about two months of darkness. I mean, it's dark. So, Oh I'm yeah. Sun here. Right. You fell yeah, in love you? with the, you fell in love with the climate in, in Nevada. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm kind of a, uh, fair weather uh, kind of guy. I'm, I'm, I do my summer tours in Dubai and uh, the States, or winter tours there, and then my summers I, I stay in the North Country. So. Yeah, he's a big But yeah, I love, I love the country. Yeah. <laughs> he's a big show-off. You hear, you hear Matt? He's a fair weather kind of guy. Yeah. He spent time yeah, in right. Dubai. Okay, okay. We got you. <laughs> I got a lot of questions to that, I'm but I, I really feel blessed. Go ahead. Oh, that's okay. But yeah, uh, go ahead, Lamont. I got about a thousand questions, but you can ask your no, first because I, I know it will just, be a world class question. Yeah, I was just going to tell Bart. You know, I lived in Vegas for a while. I lived in Henderson and kind of all over doing my huh. own music stuff. So uh, I happened to be there cool. and. Uh, I was exposed to the the cold there in Vegas and also the heat, so I know what that's about too. <laughs> where are you from? Originally, I'm from Texas, where we really have okay. seasons. You know, out this way, we don't have true seasons no more like we used to. You know, we used to be able to tell winter, spring, summer, and fall, but now everything kind of runs together. Yeah, it does. Hopefully, not forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Okay, Matthew, you can jump in there now. I know you want to ask Bart a million questions. I do. He, I do. He's not gonna tell you. He's not gonna tell you where he keep his money or his stash at. So don't ask those. All right. I know where you keep yours though, so I'm gonna have to worry about that. All so, right. so Bart, um, when we we're talking about a topic here, we're talking about limiting beliefs. And intelligence, and I'm interested in what where you want to take us on that. Um, as far as I know, uh, at least uh, Lamont and I have been talking on this program together. Lamont's been here for nine years, but I just joined him about oh about six months ago, maybe Lamont. And um, we have not. You're the first shaman that we have had on this show, so I'm really interested in asking you what that's about and. In, in this case, it looks like it might be having something to do with beliefs. So what would you like us to focus on with you here? Well, the, sh- the shamanic part of my work is, uh, I would say, the, the same truth or thread with all technologies that are effective uh, is, I would say, clarity. And clarity brings freedom in any exchange, right? When people are clear, then you can have a better communication when you're clear mm-hmm. uh, inter- internally, you know, energies, blood, nutrition, and waste flow well. That's Chinese medicine. If everything's flowing right, you don't get sick. If something happens, you get plugged up, then inflammation, infections, and then blah, blah, blah. But um, <clears throat> when, I, when I wrote that question what, or that statement about is it limiting beliefs or intelligence, um, I'm kind of a mechanical type person and um, problem solver. That's what my friends call me. And I was that during my construction period. That's one thing that my crew was good at was uh, solving problems economically and quickly. And that's what I want to do with my clients too, when I'm working with people. And so there's a lot of, 
talk about limiting beliefs. And I always like to get to the source of what anything is, because once you find out how things are generated, then you can uh, make a clear choice and, and clear up any confusion. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, what I've discovered in my own experience, because I had uh, my experience, we all have our own experience growing up. I had uh, beliefs and behaviors and uh, uh, resistance to change in different areas of my life that were in place by experiences or what I talk about in my courses. I've developed a series of courses, not only the life purpose, and I do the UN method, which is quantum physics, uh, uh, physics applied to thought and the body to create the path to instant healing, actually, is what happens often with people. Once the path is clear, people can uh, heal themselves very quickly. Um, but what I what I saw in my own experience was that if I was looking for limiting beliefs, just the thought of looking for limiting beliefs, then that's perspective and it's a perception. And what I saw in my own, once I went through, I, I started psychotherapy that was run by Sean. Uh, it was an integration of Western and uh, Southern uh, psychotherapy, psych- psychological models, and then applied with the natural world. And um, limiting beliefs or therapies such as the natives do take you into those experiences where you uh, could be like a car accident, right? A car accident happens. and you have, uh-huh. That's why they have all these cameras and now they have all these cameras and they still have to have people decipher what the cameras are saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like everybody's got a different point of view and we have a different point of view and what happens for me. And it's not just my work. It's I've, modified and, and changed what's worked with me and just made it more simple and, and more uh, direct and actually with results that are more widely seen. But um, those points of views where people are uh, doing the best with the intelligence they are, are uh, born with, with the information they've been given or the experience they've been given or the lack of guidance and proper experience uh, to handle the situations that are coming to us or like a car accident. For me, I've had a lot of car accidents and my two worst were uh, when I was not moving, I was standing in my truck the first time and I was standing in my motorhome the second time. <laughs> I've had others when I've been moving. Yeah. I was hit by a truck going like uh, 45, 50 miles an hour while I was standing in my motorhome in Las Vegas in 2006. But um, yeah, those are wild rides. But what? It, but for my system to know how that all came about and what happened took took me uh, Western science and medical couldn't help me. They can't do anything for uh, brain trauma or spinal injury like that except give you steroids and pain pillar pain pill, pills and maybe some physical therapy. But I do all that myself, so I took it under my own experience to take care of that, what I had to do was actually get in there and reawaken parts of me that were totally unaware of how that truck crashed into the back of my truck, because there was my, my motorhome, because they were still in a holding pattern trying to figure out what the heck happened. But I had a lot of those growing up. <laughs> you know, just moving from one school to the next uh, can be traumatic for us when we have a set of friends and, you know, tribal connections and yeah. humor. And then you, you move to a new school and everybody's got their own history and they have their own jokes and everything. And uh, you have to learn to blend and there's nobody to guide you on that. So these are just two simple ones I could throw out that maybe some people could, in your audience could relate to. And then, well, with my intelligence, uh, I did the best I could at each time and I was raised a certain way. So I handled things in a certain way which certainly didn't serve me once I got to a new level <laughs> and caused problems for me. And then the, th- the thing that was making it safe for me where I moved to didn't work for me to be in the world with other people uh, of a, new, a different point of view. So does this make sense? Well, if you could give an example of what you're talking about, it would help. Well, 
kind of seemed like we're I, all I, you are used pro- to work. Like, okay, I would just say, finish, say, it sounds like we're all a product of our environment, and our experiences Perfect. are based on that, isn't it? And 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 I guess coupled with a certain amount of uh, uh, common sense or intelligence, um, I guess that we got from our parents or somebody to be able to adapt and have enough sense to know what we know as well as know what we don't know. And and that's that's important right there. Is there's so much that we don't know. And there's there's so much that there's no way for us to know, even in the in even in the occurrences of what we think we know. If that makes sense. So we don't know a lot of reasons why people behave the way they do. I but know they're crazy. They're crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you sound like you sound like you're from Los Angeles. That's where I'm from. So yeah, they are crazy. And, and they, and and for me, I, I moved from the country of up uh, northern uh, New York, where I mean, I had to walk a mile and a half to my friend's house or ride a bike. And I, they moved me into Altadena, you know, at the beginning, like '67, with the Vietnam War and drugs and racial violence, a lot of other shit going on. Excuse my language, <laughs> but you know, it was like we're we're from this point of view and I go to that point of view and I learned how to survive there, but that survival that I learned there and everything didn't work for me, but I had no clue why everybody was doing what they were doing. No way. But I, I created a judgment of, of the world and I refined my behavior to make sure that I, I was okay. And that could be, and that's why I said this could be just for transferring schools, but you were right. I, I like the way you, uh, Tied it together, what I said. Yeah, our environment creates us, but there's known, unknown, and unknowable experiences which can still be, our system can still be looking for the answers as we move into new territory, which then actually doesn't, it takes up the, we could just say it takes up the hard drive space for uh, potential, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's got- working overtime trying to figure things out. Yeah. I got a, I got a question for you, Bart. That I always have a problem with people. Why is it so hard for people to look at any given situation from other people's perspective? Well, why do you think they crazy? <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, to put it in simple terms, because to me. As an intelligent individual, I think I have common sense. My mother used to say common sense isn't common. But I think if you could look at a situation from your vantage point and you also have the ability to step out of yourself and look at it from two or three other positions around the table, that gives you the ability to come to a very intelligent, powerful decision because you have all the knowledge necessary to make an intelligent powerful decision yeah and it sounds to me like you had uh, a guide in your mother that modeled that for you yeah my mom was a guy if she if she, if she well, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of common sense in gangsters right you, you know everything everything I learned in business you know, I grew up in L.A. during the 60s, you know. <laughs> Everybody was a gangster after the, mo- the godfather. <laughs> now, what I, but, what I mean yeah, by that, yeah. my, my mother was a Blackfoot Indian out of Oklahoma, so they had very oh, you certain beliefs and ideals about how things, you know, where's to go and how you handle certain situations. And I guess that was put in me at a young age. Yeah, so but but you had modeling of that, and you're able to you're able to listen from more than one point of view. You're, I would say, you're saying you're able to be neutral, and then yeah. see the different. Yeah, I want to listen. Station. Yeah, I want to listen because you know a lot yeah. of people talk. But, a lot of people say, well, you, well, you talk, and I and I find it, it makes more sense to listen because when you listen and speak less, people really don't know what you're thinking about, but it gives you the ability to know what they're thinking about. Maybe. And and but the question was, you know, why do people uh, are they do they have a hard time being able to 
uh, I'm going to try to sweat, listen, and, and have different uh, opinions or points of view about a subject instead of holding right. back and bottom, right? Right, right. And for me, it's for me, for me, it's simple. Um, it's a default program of defense, and and then if that if that kicks in, then you don't even have control over that because okay. the subconscious is age trained. It's like being a basketball player. You make a thousand hoops right. a day, you know, got it, right? So then uh, martial arts, I'm a martial artist my whole life. It's always repetition is the uh, mother of success. But if, you, if you're in a situation where you don't have a voice and you're judged for everything you say or do, it could be at home or in the school, then it's really not safe to have anything but maybe a closed opinion, <laughs> right? Because oh, okay. everything's everything's up for attack or or judgment, or, and maybe that's for yourself too. I mean, we're usually harder on ourselves than anybody else could be anyway. So, and that's what I, I was getting at. It's like, it's like, for me, I went from, you know, I was a sports guy. I played football, hockey, soccer, all that, and speed and out in New York. I moved to L.A. and all of a sudden there was a lot of violence, and I didn't know about it. When we fought in New York, we wrestled over a baseball game. Here I'm, I'm confronted with people walking up and punching me in the face, <laughs> and then gangs of people punching me. And so that's where I started the martial arts. But I studied hard style. And then after I got to a level where nobody fought me anymore, and we basically became friends what color in high school. I have and then, uh, but I kept training. And, I mean, I could sit in a bar and have a beer and somebody would want to fight. And I, I, was, I was like, what did I do? Wild Wild West, you know, the gunfighter mentality. I like that. No orange, no yellow, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, this had, one of it, I was uh, building condominiums in Michigan on the lakeshore. I went home one night in a Christian village. Everybody's in suits. I had long hair and a ponytail. But uh, I sat in at a bar to have a draft beer before I went home after a long day. And I walked up and wanted to fight. I said, what did I do? He said, I don't like you. I go, okay. I pulled a Clint Eastwood. I said, okay, I got five minutes. Let's go. <laughs> and then I sat down. <laughs> but, but in my system, I started questioning then. But up to that point, it was like I had a default that anything was handled or ultimately going to be handled in a, in a way that one had to use his physical abilities to, to navigate a problem. Uh, extra uh, large. And that's why I did that. But after I changed my training and it went to Tai Chi and, and internal martial arts where you had to actually learn how to feel your energy and, and uh, what your thoughts are doing with your energy or what's the environment doing with your energy, so that, that's when I started finding a new path and all, the, all those other things just went away because of what I was trained in. So I realized that, A, I'd been trained to go to Vietnam, trained to fight in the streets, and go to school. <laughs> I didn't think? go to Vietnam, but I, I, was, I had my draft card. Yeah. When, you, uh, when you had your accident, you were uh, trained you, uh, prior to that, weren't you? Or were you? I've been trained since I was 13. I still I train every day, but I train oh, different okay. things now. Oh. And, and that's what I'm because... saying. That's what I saw. But, no, I just been asked because of your training oh, and your belief, one of them, right? you feel like that helped you with, uh, you know, your recovery. Well, beyond beliefs, I had a, I had a knowing. Um, uh, I didn't have a knowing the first time I was injured, uh, where I had Royal to, the, to the hospital. Right. I didn't know about being What's stopped physically. I'd been injured quite okay. a few times motorcycles yeah. and skiing and stuff like that. But it's kind of like you get injured on the football field, you get knocked out, you get up and you don't play the next play, right? You know, Now they know that's not smart, but we did that. And um, so my knowing came from when I was in my first accident, which I was, happened in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I was cleaning my truck in a, a drunk municipal driver in a dump truck. Crashed into my truck and I, and I went down in the corner of the wheel well. Two weeks later, I'm in the and they're giving me a combination of drugs that when I got off of them, 
went to a, a drug rehab to find out why I was so depressed. They said what they'd given me was the same as giving me heroin, and my whole system changed. So then I used my martial arts and acupuncture, and I changed my diet. I went into psycho. This is what got me into psychotherapy because after those pills, uh, I was depressed, and I didn't know what depression was. So all I could say is I was crazy. <laughs> I was I was I wasn't the same person that I was before the pills. And so what I saw was by training and and doing the right things, my body could heal itself. So I've had much worse injuries since then. I've been killed twice, and also I come back. Uh, and in these places where Western medicine couldn't help me, I had this knowing. And I didn't have to believe. I just said, okay, my body can take care of itself. I just have to do what's necessary to support it. And with that knowing, I could relax into it. And that's the knowing that I didn't have the first time. And uh, that's what I bring to my clients, too. I have a knowing that the body can do it. And we can come back from different places. That confusion is just confusion. Once you're not confused, you're clear. And it's simple Bart, but to get there. Bart. To- yeah, go ahead. What mm-hmm. I can't let this pass. What did you mean when you say said I have been killed twice? Well, I got killed once on the streets, and then I got uh, uh, I was in my uh, guitar teacher's car, and he he should have fixed the brakes, but he fixed the uh, air conditioning. But brakes wouldn't have helped. I had somebody pull out right when I shifted into uh, fourth gear um, in his Audi on Tropicana uh, in an old alley. I was just doing him a favor. A Jeep pulled straight out in front of me. I hit it going probably 45 miles an hour, like hitting a brick wall. And that one took me off the planet. And I came back. How quickly did you come back? I couldn't really say. I would say about, I don't know. I can't tell you. I would say probably about five minutes. Okay. I was I was clear. I was clearly on the other side, experiencing things. So that was what. what clearly felt myself people now. Back. People now would call that the the near death experience. Near death. Is that okay? Yeah. That happened to you twice. Yeah, I got I got taken out in a fight. Guys attacked me from behind. So, so it sounds like. Um, one of the things that uh, I have heard about shamanic tradition is that somehow the body gets taken apart and put back together again. Is that part of your experience? Well, what it is is um, the soul or the spirit or the information of the individual uh, is how I, I view it and I see it work with with my intention working with people and different exchanges mm-hmm. doesn't happen with each, each client, but we clear the space and set the stage, so to speak, for that part of us that's either still holding or has been uh, on vacation someplace to come mm-hmm. home. And they call it soul, they call it soul retrieval or whatever. Okay. And so that that's how I view it. And parts of us, as I said, like uh, when people are killed or, or almost killed or doesn't even have to be that big of a threat. Could, like one of my teachers said, don't listen to, don't have an alarm clock on too loud because you need a soul retrieval if you wake up. Ah! Right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's right. We're, we're remembering who we are. Yeah. We're coming back together. Exactly right. Well, when you said that you help people find clarity, could you talk a little bit more about what you mean by that? Well, I, I work like I'm doing a course, and I just did one in Sarasota. I'm going to do another one. Uh, it's a trial run with a new promoter down there. It's a course I developed called True Abundance. And in this course, I don't help anybody to find clarity. I would say what I do is um, because I have such a long history of a certain approach to work and um, as I said, the foundation of uh, great teachers and, and guides that have assisted me, uh, I've put together a, a course which in the answering of certain questions that I've created and then how I work with people, it sets the stage again 
for them to be able to see for themselves how their intelligent work, intelligence worked at the time where things went south on them. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect. It's just the circumstances had changed. And that's a simple one. It can be more varieties of the theme, but uh, they see it for themselves. That's, that's the key for, I would say, that's the key intention of my work and my teacher's work. You know, they could have told me all kinds of things. They could have, like, psychoanalyzed me, uh, told me all these different things, give me uh, programs to go on. But they let me go on my way and find the places I need to find on my own with all the faith in the world that I would do that which was the right direction for me. Uh, and, of course, help to build that foundation in my system to have that uh, availability, just like training the martial arts when I switched to Tai Chi. And I started with Aikido first, which is a beautiful art. You know about that one. But it's uh, instead of defending or offense, it's, it's really about harmonizing and blending with anybody's attack. And you actually wind up taking care of yourself and the attacker at the same time. So it's very... You know, it takes skill and, and, and sensitivity. Um, and so that changed my point of view. And then once I changed my point of view and intention, then the world changed. And so this is what happens often. I mean, in, in all my work, really, it's people, oh, I, I, I see how I did that. And with that, you can see it was perfect for the time. And with that, then I can launch using my same intelligence, but I have a new understanding of the world and myself in it. And I don't make those mistakes, and I don't have limiting beliefs. I have supportive knowledge. Is that so? How's that? Well, <laughs> I, I think I understand in theory what you're talking about. I was wondering if we could talk, like, for an example. I, I have a kid that just started working with who was in his early 20s who his parents say he just wants to stay home and do video games all day long and doesn't really know what he wants to do with himself and he's sort of been sent to me to get some direction which you know clearly I can't give him direction he's got to find his own but is that is that the kind of person that you find you can be useful to I actually have a lot of clients um, more more and more because of the video addiction uh, and the lot, lack of uh, contact and guidance in the, in the world today. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I am effective with that. And I, it, also everybody has a starting point. Um, so that starting point is basically um, – from my experience, is just spending time with these guys or girls. It's usually guys. I'm a guy. So it's usually just spending time with them so they're not spending time on the on the computer is where you start. And then it, for me, it's a process. I actually want to – it's one of the things I'm looking forward to uh, have more uh, structures – to uh, supply that time-giving thing and, and natural time with human beings for this, because it's the biggest problem on the planet right now is uh, video addiction and uh, lack of guidance. You know, everybody's working so much; the parents aren't home, and, uh, and the, the parents stop being and the parents stop being parents. They want to be friends with their kids instead of parents. There's a structural problem right there in the, from the foundation. You're right. The, founda- the foundation right. is weak. You're right. You're right. I, I was lucky. I, I was raised by a man who was, he was tough, but he was involved. And uh, he wasn't my friend, but he loved me. <laughs> And so having so and, having and, so having a video addiction, do you, from a shamanic point of view, what what do you assume that that might be about? Well, it's confusion. It's it's way too much uh, digital information coming. I'll just say from because shamanic shamanic, you know, I, I I did go through the process and I do do the work and I did get delivered it. It's not something you can study, but 
the Indians just work with the confusion that can take place if you grew up in the Amazon, right? Yeah. And and with with, with natural uh, foods and herbs and and just being in nature. I mean, my first ten days in in the Amazon jungle, and I've been all over the world training in jungles and stuff like that, but just sitting there by a river with these guys and, and doing basically nothing, at the end of 10 days, I felt like this big wheel stopped. And then by the time I left, it started going in a new direction in my system. And that's what I would say the shamanic part is just connecting with nature and, and being with uh, people is connecting with nature. We have, we have nature there. So I don't like to lean on the shamanic part for that. But if I'd say just from confusion can happen on all levels, and digital information is usual, useless information. But our computers take it in through our glands, our eyes, our senses. Our, we have all these radio frequencies. And then, you know, radiation going into our eyes. I have a guy in Sweden I finally got him off, or he got himself off it, but he was smoking hash and sitting there all hours of the night with a big screen TV and a computer playing these computer games. And I sat in mm-hmm. front of that thing, almost threw up. I almost threw up. I, I was like, Jesus Christ. And I was like, wow. And it was like, excuse me, that language isn't okay. Uh, yeah. But question, it was like, how, how, much, how much does diet have to play with this? Because I was thinking about what you were saying uh, when you were sitting by the river with these guys, and um, and I also thinking, start thinking about um, why you were there, spending time there. I'm sure you had to eat um, food from whatever's oh, available this is a, locally. This, yeah, it was a special diet. It was a special program. Uh, but what I wanted to say was, you know, I got to spend time in the jungle every day a lot of time alone until I found out that I was uh, ignorant to just all the different ways I could be killed by all the different things. <laughs> and I thought, well, maybe I'll go with a guide. But other than that, it was like we ate rice, lentils, some uh, chicken, plantain, and herbs. You know, So, yeah, I mean, for me, I know from my own experience, like where I live in Sweden, all we eat is wild meat or grass-fed, free-range, organic meat and chicken and eggs. We don't, we don't get that at the store. And when I go out in the world, it's just another story. I, you know, there's a different information in the, in the food we're eating, and I don't feel well, so I don't eat it out in the world. So it's, I think say- diet has a lot to play with it. Sugar. When you say wild meat, yeah, um, what were you speaking of exactly? What types of meat? Well, they 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 hunt they hunt moose and deer, and they have elk there, and a lot of wild pig. I don't okay. eat that much. I, I I eat moose. I have a lot of people around me that feed me moose, and I eat a lot of chicken and uh, eggs up there. Not a lot. I'm, I'm probably eighty percent vegetarian, but yeah. Diet has a lot to play with it, but it's not the only thing. With the video games, it's everything. It's a, You're working on so many systems that get locked in and entrained, but they're absorbing all this excess information. So I work with what I do with people to defrag their computer, so to speak, and delete all these different extra excess uh, information as possible. And then uh, Tai Chi is a great uh, tool for this because it's round circular motions, grounding, centering, and feeling centered, and 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 kids just don't feel centered. You know, they don't they don't have something that you know. When we were kids, we were. I was never watching TV. I was always outside, either playing football, working with mini bikes, or go karts, or something, <laughs> or climb, to- climbing trees. Totally different time. <laughs> I know. My parents never knew where I was. <laughs> But they trusted me, right? <laughs> yeah, we know that we knew how to come so, in the house when it got dark, and we knew what would happen if it didn't. <laughs> if we didn't, yeah, absolutely, it wasn't no it's more true. of this. Well, I, I talk to my kids every day. I never ever discipline them. We have an understanding, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I can see a three year old really understanding some adult issues. No, they have to have clear. Yeah, you know, I ran construction crews. And everybody, everybody, we had a meeting every morning, 
Everybody knew what they had to do. If they had a question, they knew they had a question. They weren't sitting there out in space, <laughs> right? But you, see, you know, for me, it's like I don't think that uh, I don't think that we are offering. That's why I offer comedy, music, horses, goats, chickens. Kids get in, get to be with animals and get out of themselves and out of their heads because now they're in their heads. And as you say, that you know, parenting is has become almost a political agenda, it seems like, and that everybody wants to look good and be good or be nice, but there's no programming. You don't have to be hard on kids, but you also you want to enliven them and show them something and follow their curiosity. And I know for me, I was a hyper kid. I still am. I'm 61, and I'm going 90 miles an hour. My, everybody around me goes, well, what's, what's going on? Do you drink too much coffee? I go, No. <laughs> I just have a project to do, and we're not we're not trained in project management. We're not trained in uh, uh, completion of something, you know. And when we get to complete something for ourselves, instead of like get information for somebody else to judge us by, when I complete something for myself, it's 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 something that's mine, and then I get doesn't matter it's not about an ego or anything like that it's just like oh i did that for myself and i'll go do something else that feels good too. well be, before we get just uh, too much to the but, end of this i wanted to ask you if i could interrupt for a second about dr yuen sure sure if you could talk a little yeah. bit about what that's that's about that was an interesting um part of your biography there yeah 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 he's uh grandmaster shaolin kung fu i i didn't i did train some martial arts with him He's David Carradine's teacher. So um, he's the one that did the Kung Fu TV series. He was the mm-hmm. blind man doing, he was the blind man, the guy doing the martial arts for the blind gentleman, the blind monk. And uh, he became my teacher in 94. And I was already trained in many modalities. I don't list them all, but I trained in a, a lot of different things. And this came my way and uh, it's just rocked my world, changed my life. And I think everybody should know it. And I'm doing courses in it. Again, I've been on hiatus from it, but it's, it's biocomputer technology. Our, our systems work like computers. And when we know how to work our own mainframe, we can really improve every aspect of our life. And so we're setting up courses in Los Angeles and Florida for the spring right now. And uh, this, this came to me. Is it based in martial arts? Uh, well, he used it in his martial arts. That's how he developed it. A, he was eight-times world champion uh, undefeated in Kung Fu. Um, and he um, could always sense and read the intention of his opponent, which happens with training, but also some of us are born with <laughs> superior gifts, and he's one of those guys. And then he used this approach to use uh, positive thought and right placement to improve the ability of his students to learn and adapt to the information faster. And so he, he developed that. And I was actually with him at the beginning, so to speak, he, he gotten things, you know, in a, a functional layout, but we've developed this course over the last uh, 22, 25 years. And uh, it's fantastic. And there's, there's hundreds of systems out there, but this, this one for me is, uh, it gets the job done because it's my clients taking care of themselves with their information. And yeah, so biocomputer technology, it, I've written a little bit on my website. And as I said, um, for me, I still use all these other things because I like to eliminate any need for healing. Anyway, I don't really look at healing. I think, you know, for me, when I knew what to do, I did it, but I didn't do it. If somebody's yelling at me, I was telling my son the other day, I said, yeah, I, I saw that a lot of carpentry bosses were, uh, like treated us like drill sergeants. So finally, I I used to hire on just say, you know, my name's Bart. I'm Henry. My friends call me Bart, and I have a really short temper and a big hammer. So if you tell me you can tell me anything to do, I'll do it. You treat me kind, fine. You call me names or start yelling at me, I don't know what I'll do. So, <laughs> Bart, let me ask you a question. Just ended, is there a, yeah, is, is there a, a number? of different teachings and philosophies and styles, or is there still some out there that are unknown, or is it like five different children that have a lot of different cousins and relatives? And the reason I ask that 
is um, I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Frank Dukes a while back, and I know he has a teaching, and he teaches a style, and it seemed like there's always some healing uh, associated with some kind of way. Style of martial art or healing? Uh, Both. A, there's there's thousands of martial arts. I mean... There's 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 foundational styles in kung fu, but you know it's it's morphed and evolved through Wing Chun and then Jeet uh, uh, Kune Do with Bruce Lee and then, but as far as healing modalities, there's there's so many different approaches and so many wonderful ways. It's like you know for me one of a uh, Indian spiritual master told me he says, one destination, many airlines. Pick the one that feels best to you. <laughs> you know, so, uh, this one, uh, as far as Dr. Yuan's work, I don't think, for one thing, uh, there's different ways to uh, work with information, but the foundational principles will always be the same. Everything I work with is foundational principles. So if you got, if you do your own thing with those principles and uh, without your own spin on reality, then I think that you've got uh, something that it's you and it works so yeah I, I don't know what's out there it's like I don't study uh, a lot of martial arts although I see a lot of them and I go wow I'd like to do that one I'd like to do that one but well, what is it what, what is it that me. makes what is it that makes Dr. Ewan's um, approach uh, special because it's uh, going to the mainframe it going, it's going to the source of information and how he's put it together uh you know, in a format, you know, with help from, I know all of us are involved in it, it's, but it's, uh, he's, he's developed it in a way that is uh, direct, quick, and uh, very thorough. So, uh, I, I, you know, he was one of the first guys on the block with this, and I, what I've seen is there's been adaptations and changes and, and different things along the way whether people came up with it on their own or they're just working out their own uh, system. I just see this as a complete system. It, it functions on all levels, all aspects of the human past, present, and future. And every level of uh, engagement in life and health and fitness and, and actually happiness and clarity. Just like, you know, you're talking about the kids, you know, that's so important right now because one thing people don't understand, too, I work a lot with brain trauma, traumatic brain injury and stuff like that. I'll just let you know that because I've had nine major spinal injuries and brain injuries, and I've just healed all of them in the last year. I'd say actually my last upgrade was about eight weeks ago, and uh, I've had trauma in my brain since I was three when I fell eight feet on the concrete on my head. Trying to do catch up uh, with Evil Knievel or something? I guess I don't know what it was. I think well, actually, it was a lot of. <laughs> I think it's karma. Even it, you know, the other thing was I was trying to knock myself back into center. That's Oriental philosophy. Like if you kick yourself, cut yourself, stub your toe, you're opening up some energy line there. Your subconscious is guiding you to go where you need to look. And I had that brain trauma my whole life, and I finally whacked myself a good one seven years ago, slipping on the ice in Sweden. And I had to stop. It took me three years to rebuild myself this time and uh, to get back functional. Okay, so. Matthew, don't try that one, Matthew. I won't. But I wanted to go to the, we don't. I wanted to go to the kids because working on just working your thumbs on a cell phone all the time, that overdevelops a, a part of the brain as kids mm-hmm. are growing that actually creates a problem. It's a whole other structure, both in the brain and set of uh, uh, neuro signaling and stuff like that. So you, that's why I go back to Tai Chi because the the, the, the round the circles are round, the the movements are round and soft, centered, and, and you work both sides of the brain. And this is a great way to approach your your young man there to get him into some form of physical. And that's the first path of the initiate is to take control of your body with diet, training, and sleep. That's what I did, and that's what I see works with with people who are so you know they're in, they're in a they're in a place where nobody knows what to do with them. They're sending them to you, right? 
and, and it, you're up against you're up against a 24-hour feed of information from Wi-Fi and cell phones. I mean, I got I got addicted to YouTube too. I had to break myself off of YouTube. It's too much fun. Well, you almost like you said, you used the word defrag. You almost have to do that on a daily basis because it is a wealth of information out there. And I and I find myself I I do it constantly and I have to come back to focus on what's relative to my existence and what's important to me. Um because if not, it's exactly. so easy to become derailed, distract distracted and and, and get off mm-hmm. course, you know. And uh, end up following Absolutely. somebody else's pattern that's not even yours. Exactly, exactly. And it, you said it right there. And that's what we're trained to do. And it's a different path than a path of mastery, where you follow a master, but the master makes sure that you leave <laughs> and do your own thing, right? But we're not given yeah, the, we're not and, given those but, types of tools. And then when you start doing your own thing, and then, of course, you know, you get hit with, um, um, you know, you're selfish, you're self-centered, you only think about yourself. Why does people do that when they, they it, well, common sense tells you that in order for you to do something for somebody else or take care of somebody else, you have to first be in a position to take care of yourself. In order to take care of yourself, don't you have to think about yourself? Exactly. That's just uh, oh. I don't know what that is. It's a hip, it's a hypnosis, right? <laughs> you know, people think that they. I, what I saw was everybody tried to take care of me, didn't know what they were doing for themselves. I finally said, "Forget it." You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I knew it yeah. worked. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did. I, nobody was happy at school. Nobody was happy in the in the job I was going for. So I said, "Okay." I like building houses. I went out and learned how to build houses, so I figured out what to do. But the, it's just like you said, you know, it's following somebody else. What's what's the leadership? Where is the leadership? And actually, are they constructing something of themselves in their lives and and that they can take into the world? And that's yeah. Well, not let's hit let's hit, you, let's hit let's hit the spiritual part of this too, man, because some people just don't have a good spirit. Yeah. And I guess if you have a positive spirit, then you're going to find happiness, pleasure, and building and doing something productive and constructive. Well, that's, that's may, I, may I speak to that? And this is my point, if you want it. It's not that I think we all have a good spirit. It's like, but in our exposure to different behaviors that are, are inappropriate and without proper guidance, we can develop a, a, a shutdown system that looks like it's unhappy, but again, mm-hmm. for me, it's, it's it's I don't know what to do. I don't know why these people are doing this to me. I don't like it. I want to make sure that nobody ever does it again. That's what happened to me in L.A. And then after about ten years of being able to discover other people who were less than uh, kind in the world that I had to take care of myself or others with. Then I, I said, well, there's, as I said, that, that, that time in the bar in Michigan told me, well, I'm not doing anything, but there's something about me that's calling for somebody to get angry. And that's a mixed bag there, right there. Mm-hmm. It's all that. But I said, okay, what's my point of view? I didn't even realize that I'd shut myself down to fight because I hated fight, fighting. I hated violence. But you could have an experience in school where you hate to be in front of people. Mm-hmm. or whatever, and then you just go into resistance, and it's like there's a great movie on Netflix, I'd like to say this. There's a great movie it's called Buck. It's on Netflix, and I would say this is about, you can look at this and you can see, if you want to say it's a, a bad spirit or a, a negative spirit about things, or how things happen with horses, because horses speak volumes of their owners and their environment, and they can switch in a second. That's why we like to use horses with kids and other people because what you're thinking you will see in the horse immediately mm. like one time I, my wife and I had an argument and I got on the horse she said I wouldn't get up there while you're angry I said okay I'll calm down <laughs> I got on the horse and he threw me I guess I wasn't calm mm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> either that or the you horse was on that your one. wife <laughs> hey, look, either that or the yeah. horse was on your wife's payroll yeah. I she was giving the, I she was giving the horse more apples and sugar than you were. 
Yeah. We need to give Bart a little time. Go ahead. We need to give Bart a little time to do some advertising here. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Are we okay, close? Okay. Thank you very much. Are we um, close to? Yeah, maybe right. maybe three minutes. Go ahead, Bart. You can tell everybody where they can get in touch with you, man. Where they can get your books and contact you and all that good stuff. Well, thank you, know, you very much. The, um, yeah, we already know the witness protection program that Matthew's in. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't tell people where I am, Bart. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I want to Lamont ask. found me. Um, Lamont found me, so you know it must not be too hard. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> well, so Bart, yeah, you tell, can, tell you us can how find, to get in touch with you. You can you can go to my name, Bart Smythe, B A R T S M Y, not I T H, Bart Smythe dot com, and it'll show up a modern day shaman. That's my uh, brand. Uh, we're working on a modern day shaman. You can also go there, a modern day shaman.net. So it's either a bartsmythe.com or a modern day shaman.net. And I've, um, I'm restructuring everything. I'm actually changing my website now, but it's, it's up and running. Um, I, I give free group sessions online. And if you do go to my website, you can sign on the drop in box. I don't market to you anything. I don't do that. I mean, I have a little shop uh, that we're, we've developed for EMF protection for cell phones and things like that and some Chinese herbs and a few other things. But I don't do mass mailings, pumping people. I don't, I don't do that. But I do offer a free group session online once a month. And sometimes, like this last three months, I've been on a lot of tour and doing things. We're going to do a couple days in a row coming up here shortly. And what that looks like is you get a phone number sent to you if you sign up for it. And if you want to join, you call in on the call line, and I tap into everybody who's on the call, and I do this uh, work that I do. And you can go to, you can go to my website, and you were wondering what some results were for some of my work. Um, I can tell you just a quick one. A doctor, a doctor came to my course in Istanbul, Turkey, and uh, he left. He quit his corporate medical job and wrote a one uh, a single uh, a single player uh, solo performance about him and his father. What he gained about all the information that had stopped him and led him in a direction to do something he didn't want to do his whole life, as he hated being a, a doctor. And uh, now he's got a successful. Within one week, he quit, wrote this thing. Now he's performing. He has audiences come in, and they are healing or they're, they're seeing themselves in this wonderful performance. And it's like, wow, <laughs> it's like, it's, that's one, one experience. And then I've seen other people, uh, access, access, you know, extreme health from brain trauma. I have a brain trauma specialist doctor that works with sports teams here and he had his own brain trauma. No one could help him. And I'm over the phone after the first session, he's up and running. So I'm very good with brains and nervous system and things like that. And you can read about that on the phone. It's all done at distance on the phone. So bartsmike.com or a modern Thank you guys very much for having me today. I appreciate it. Well, thanks we for joining us, Bart. Bart. It's great to have you. Great. Thanks a Thank lot, you. Bart. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Next week, you guys, on Counter Player Play, 2.30, wherever you're at, come check us out, worldmover.com. If you're late joining the show, you can hear the whole show in its entirety. See you next week. Take care, buddy. <laughs>